Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Monday, May the 23rd, in case you're wondering. 2022. Um, I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And the good thing is, is 2022 is just turning out to be a, just a fantastic year. <laughs> after we- I like your spirit, Ed. <laughs> Uh, after, after, uh, and now we we go to our reporter on wall street. (laughs) (laughs) We're this is, things are looking up after two years of COVID drama. (laughs) All right, Fred Jackson. Good morning. Good morning to you. Well, as, uh, our president has said, we're in a transition period. Yeah, Boy, we are. are we. Our economy is <laughs> in a transition period. We're transitioning uh, into Venezuela. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, Ed. <laughs> and here I am laughing about it. Oh, man. The, the, the stock market, uh, no, nobody, well, nobody who's invested in it wants to even look. Uh, it's kind of like, you know how you look at something to, through two fingers, yes. you know, to see, oh, I don't, the end of, you know, a, a horror movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to watch. Uh, so I don't know the stock market. Well, it's a uh, stock market is only part of the economy, mm-hmm. right? But it's a reflection of how the economy is yeah, doing. Business confidence, all the energy yeah. into it. I tell you what people are looking at very carefully as they're driving around their cities in this country. They're looking up at gas station numbers. Yes. It was straight fours this weekend mm-hmm. where we were. Where, yeah, it's... Uh, That's if you're putting unleaded in. It's, yeah, it's and then it grows $5.29 for diesel. For, for diesel. Yeah. That's right. Now, I, I'm not against the stock market. I've been invested in the stock market before with my 401k. Mm-hmm. But last time that 401k got cut in half... Because yeah. of the stock market, I said I'm not doing this anymore. Can't take it. Right. So I, it, I know that's a, I know that's a bury your talent in the sand mentality. <laughs> but I buried it because I said I, I just can't. You know, I'm, 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 I'm almost sixty now, and that was in my, uh, I don't know when, when did we get it cut in half? About ten that years ago. Was two thousand eight? Was it? Yeah, I just can't. Anyway, but uh hey i'm not like i said uh i'm not against investing in the stock market a lot of we've uh, a lot of people have done well in, in their investments uh, over the years but man it's just like a roller coaster i, I think huh? you're in safe i think you're on safe ground in with terms, y'all too in in terms of the uh parables that you're talking yeah. about I, I don't think that i don't think that's what what jesus is talking about is the stock market <laughs> yeah so well, and you can't even make a a parallel there at well, all. well and you're you're at the age that you you know when the stock market plummets they say stay in it because in the long haul <laughs> it'll come back up what if you don't have a long haul? that's that's <laughs> That's the issue. <laughs> That's you're, I think you're being wise. You, I know. So my financial advisor is going to tell me, Tim, you stick it out to your 80, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's coming back. You don't worry about it. <laughs> It'll be back up to a 401k you're gonna, when it, you're 80. It's going to be paying for your nursing home <laughs> for as long as you're there. You got me? <laughs> and you'll have a great party 
quality time there. That's right. Enjoy your tapioca. <laughs> oh, boy. You are. Oh, my goodness. All right. And that's all with just one Diet Coke, folks. All wait, right. Wait till Wednesday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Folks, uh, you cheered up when, yet? When, when are you supposed to start? Uh, uh, how how do you say, taken out of your four one k? Oh, you're or... looking at the wrong guy. <laughs> you're looking. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I mean, it out. I, all right. I'm fifty nine, right? Yes. I, I'm planning on. I'm God willing. Mm-hmm. And if you know, so, if quote something happens to me <laughs> in the between now and then, then I'll just go on to heaven and mm-hmm. won't have to worry about uh, all y'all's. Uh, well, <laughs> all y'all's financial problems. I'm just saying, when you, I'm, I'm planning on being here ten more years, hopefully, prayerfully. Yeah, you know, and working. Uh, yeah, health, health. Uh, so when should I start taking out? Start worrying about that. You know what I'm saying? I, I've to already, have enough I've money. I've already told you, Tim. Oh, you're, you're looking right. at the wrong guy, Fred. I mean, you should. I go to Fred well, now. You should have a professional. Advisor. You should have okay. a professional. I do. You're asking the question when to start withdrawing from four. Yes, okay? I'm asking that. Well. uh Obviously, when you feel your work, formal work period is done, today, a lot of people work past 70. It used to be 65 or 70 when people retired. Then you start withdrawing from your 401k. Now, I'm not sure what the rules are here. That's, in, why, that's, why, in, I'm, that's in, why I'm in, out. Like in Canada, they, the 401k is called an RRSP, Registered Retirement Savings Plan. There are rules that when you hit 70, you have to start withdrawing. Right. You don't have a choice. So I don't know what the rules are I, here. I think that's, uh, I think it's in your mid 60s. If I would. So there's, there's one, one time it was 50, in, one time it was 59 and a half. No. Uh, I remember that, but I, you, you know, but people are living longer. That, that, that enters that's, into it too. That's the issue. You might yeah. have, you might have enough. People are worrying about outliving their income. Yes. Huh? Yes. So that, that enters into it. So that, that's why I say when I, I, I say then you, talk then to a you're, professional then they is. kick you out of the nursing home and you're in a tent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, some of these nursing homes, they want your house and oh, yes. all that huh? kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. So um, to borrow from Scarlet and, <laughs> and Gone with the Wind, well, let's worry about that tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, Fred, we got enough worries for today. Am I quoting the Bible right you, there, you're Ed? You're quoting okay, the Bible there, All right, okay, go ahead. Okay, Fred, tell us what's happening here. Well, speaking of aged people. Uh, <laughs> Man, we are on fire today, I'm telling you. Mm. President of the United States uh, is on a tour of South Korea. He was in Tokyo or so this he morning. so he thinks. <laughs> well, the, the date line says Tokyo, so, you know. I know, but he's over he's there going, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, all right. Glad to be here so in let's, Birmingham. Let's get, we got to get back some straight news. Yes. yes. Okay. He was asked a question this morning by a reporter uh, because he's in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if China was to do what Russia is doing to the Ukraine, would the United States uh, intervene? So he gets that question. Here's the response. And then we have former House Speaker Newt Gingrich responding. Do you know when the U.S. was founded? Probably like oh, that's the wrong, wrong one. Know. Wrong cut. Like wrong. 1901. Wrong cut. Okay. Uh, well, basically, um, the president of the United States said yes, we would get involved militarily, which we are not doing in Ukraine to the extent we're not sending U.S. troops in. Now, apparently, 
that his response this morning at that news conference sent heads spinning at the White House. Because the president was saying we would send troops to Taiwan. We would send fighter jets. We would send our Navy. He said we'd go to war with China. Yes. Uh, uh, apparently, our Secretary of State, according to reporters who were in the room, got very uncomfortable in his chair and started wiggling around and took out his cell phone right away, which led to a statement from the White House a few hours later saying, we are, as always, we are committed to the idea of a separate Taiwan, and we would come to their aid. That's different from saying, we're going to send in the U.S. troops. Very different. Yeah, um, the the policy uh, regarding Taiwan, our policy regarding Taiwan, has always been a little vague, and I think that's been on purpose. Mm. So we provide them with weaponry to defend themselves. Yes. We, as far as I know, we do not have a treaty, and we're going to get the. Uh, well, okay. Let's let's go ahead and get the actual exchange, and then we can come back for comments. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's the commitment we made. Oh, I, I, look, I think that all of his key people are uh, hardline left-wingers who are terrified of the world. And I think that Biden instinctively here was right. I, mean, I, I believe, and, and as you know, Claire, Claire Christensen and I wrote a book on Trump versus China and laid out the whole Chinese threat. Um, I think that the clearer you can be, we're not in a situation of strategic ambiguity because you don't you don't want Xi Jinping to, to gamble yep. and try to take Taiwan. I thought Biden was right and his staff is nuts. That's what Newt Gingrich thinks. Yeah. What I was going to say is, as far as I know, we do not have an ironclad guarantee like we do with South Korea mm-hmm. and Japan, mm-hmm. where we will fight Obviously, we have troops in both countries. Yes. Okay. Uh, and for that reason, mm-hmm. to make it clear that we will go to war to protect South Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, we do not have that kind of promise. <clears throat> we do have a, I, I don't want to say vague, but a, a more vague promise to support Taiwan. And at the same time, we have officially, as far as I know, never rec- uh, recognized Taiwan as a separate and distinct country from China. That's that's considered provocative towards China. It's been talked about a lot through the years. I, I think what Newt Gingrich is saying, given what, China, uh, what Russia just did to the Ukraine, this may be one of the uh, rare times that Gingrich is agreeing with Biden. He believes the president was right to state what he stated this morning that the United States would put its military muscle behind Taiwan. And I think what Gingrich was saying is that sends a stronger signal to Beijing that we mean business versus the White House statement that which came out a couple of hours later, which made it sound like we would, uh, you know, kind of do what we're doing in Ukraine, but not send in U.S. troops. Yeah, I I think... I think the uh, president and this is should be part of elections hmm. uh, when the questions turn towards foreign policy, uh, you should make it clear what your position is. Um, 
and so that raises the question, do would we want to go to war with China over Taiwan? Yeah. That that becomes the question. Yep. And 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 presidents should make that clear. Mm-hmm. And people ought to vote for it. You, you, that should be part of the consideration. So you do think that needs to be made clear? I think mm-hmm. I think presidents should make that clear and it should be part of their foreign policy when they're running because personally I, I'm not sure that I would want American troops going to war with China in their neck of the woods, so to speak, over Taiwan. I'm not sure that's winnable. And I, I, I agree. I that's know. why I'm asking you, wouldn't it be better just to be ambiguous with your answer? Just say, if I were President Biden, I probably would have said, and this is just, hey, this is just us talking here. I could be wrong. And I am, and if somebody wants to say, well, that's a terrible answer. Okay, I'm fine with I'm fine yeah. with that. But my initial reaction to all this is, if I were President Biden, I would have said, well, that's a hypothetical, and I'm not going to <clears throat> get into that. Uh, you know, we and then, then they say something to the effect, we've made a commitment to Taiwan as our friend. We're going right. to stand with them. Uh, but, I, you know, <clears throat> that's that's the only answer I'm going to give you. Next question. And and I think that's that's what presidents have been doing, you know, is... is but do you think it should go beyond that kind well, of an answer? I, I think... I mean, we we have that kind of a statement with regards to South Korea and Japan, you know, with Australia. No, we would go to war to protect Australia. So I don't know what it's a little bit different because China has said that Taiwan is a part of China. So it probably could be provocative. I could listen. I guess I guess I could be talked out of it listening to, you know, to your question, because China, if you said that. that's kind of like, you know, someone like Mexico saying, you know what, you guys took the Southwest and we consider it, you know, we're going to take it. We would say, no, you're not. Well, I'm going to tell you another thing is uh, as far as, uh, quote, taking a country or taking a a land, um, you might want to look at what's going on with Russia and Ukraine because it ain't as easy as as it may seem uh, in yesteryear. Yeah, mm-hmm. with uh, the way that uh, Russia has stalled out over there mm-hmm. in Ukraine and taken massive losses, they some have even said uh, they may retreat, and you know, uh, who knows what will happen. But they should have—they're bogged down mm-hmm. now yeah. in a war with Ukraine. That Ukraine is uh, showing they can—they can use smart bomb, smart well, smart drones, yeah, drones to take out tanks. Uh, they're losing ships, whole ships, right. Out in the their in, flagship, they lost. Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> wars can be fought differently today uh, with the computerized nature of weaponry. So it's just not uh, any longer just okay. We've got the biggest and the baddest. <clears throat> well, okay, but uh, some of these new uh, ways of fighting has neutralized the having overwhelming force. I guess yeah. you should say. Uh, so we'll see what happens in, 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 uh, you know, in Ukraine, it's, um, but it's clear, it's clear to me that president Biden and his administration don't have a policy. I guess that's part of what I'm trying to say because but didn't he just say what the policy he is? He did, but his stat, his administration is walking it back. Okay. Well, <clears throat> um, the first time I've in a long time, I've heard Newt Gingrich support Joe Biden. Yeah, that, <laughs> right. That was a shock. Yeah. Next story. 
Well, uh, we've got this trial going on in Washington involving a gentleman uh, by the Johnny Depp's nuts. <laughs> uh, and so is Amber Heard. So, this is the uh, other trial. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I got ahead of ourselves here, Fred. <laughs> Although we were just talking before we were on the air, it, the Johnny Depp thing is the top story on Fox. Cannot understand that. I love looking at the website, and it's their lead story. It's at the top of the page. Do not understand that. Yeah. And anyway. then I'm, I got to scroll down for the well, Michael Sussman I think, trial. Uh, it's just a celebrity, high-profile celebrity, sordid affair that is clickbait. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. But you're my, not falling far though, you Fred. Not at all. You're going straight to hockey. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. That's right. Michael Sussman, uh, a former uh, lawyer, worked with the Clinton campaign. But he uh, just a little bit of a backstory. When he went to the FBI and said he had information of a connection between the Trump campaign this would have been the fall of, um, I, I guess, 16, and the Russians, all right? But he didn't tell them, uh, the FBI, that he was working for the Clinton campaign. That's why he is on trial for lying to the FBI. So this is day three or day four of testimony. There's been some pretty interesting testimony. On Friday, uh, the prosecution uh, brought forward uh, one Robbie Mook. Robbie Mook was a campaign manager for Hillary Clinton. Now, earlier testimony in the trial said Hillary Clinton didn't know anything about Michael Sussman going with this document, et cetera, et cetera. Robbie Mook says, oh, yes, she did. In fact, she signed off on it. You go to the FBI and you tell them there, there's this connection. Of course, now we know those documents were all false. You go and tell the FBI that you have evidence that there is a connection between Russia and the Trump campaign. Well, this morning, Kellyanne Conway, uh, former spokesman for uh, former President Trump in the White House, was on Fox and Friends saying it's absolutely huge news that Hillary herself ordered the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Cut three. It's explosive, and people should pay very close attention to it for a few reasons. Number one is, go back to 2016 and think about the way the two campaigns were being run. We were very transparent. Donald Trump was out there seven, eight stops a day in, on national TV, speaking directly to the people, forgotten man, forgotten woman, forgotten child. Hillary Clinton and her team had very little faith in her ability to do this on their own without cutting corners, without having this crazy plan to hatch, to try to connect our campaign to a Russian alpha a bank. And this is also important because she has not said no to the many rumors that she wants to run again in 2024. So uh, she went on to say, Kellyanne Conway, this morning, during the transition period, so this is after the election, before uh, Trump was inaugurated, that she was meeting with some of the uh, Obama officials on a transition, et cetera, et cetera. She said, while I was meeting with uh, Valerie Blaine, Yes. Downstairs. She said upstairs uh, at the White House, they were still working on this plan to connect Trump with the Russians. That was her allegation, which led to the whole investigation. Well, the first two years of his presidency. Oh, yeah. Uh, before, you mean the Mueller? Yeah, the Mueller investigation. The bottom line in all of this, you now have Robbie Mook, former campaign manager for Hillary Clinton, saying she knew all about this and encouraged, even though she knew it was a lie. What would you What would you say, guys? If I said, you know what, both sides play dirty, and they and they and they look for, uh, they look for, uh, 
they go with rumors and innuendo about the other side without facts and evidence all the time. That that happens from that happens from the uh, city council uh, up to the up to a governor's race all the way to the White House. This kind of stuff goes on all the time. What, what would you say to well, that? Well, I, I would say this: that unless something comes up that is illegal that Hillary Clinton did, she herself, I don't think. I think she skates now. Her her popularity uh, is not very high at all, anyway. And her unfavorability ratings. I don't know that she could run again. But th- this this tying it this uh, going before the uh, the FBI and the FISA court and all the, and the lies that went on. Some people probably will go to prison for that. But unless you can say that Hillary Clinton did something illegal rather than just a dirty trick, which is what. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's what they used to call uh, Richard Nixon, Tricky Dick. His right. he, he had the dirty the, his dirty tricks group that would plant false rumors and all that kind of stuff. Unless you can unless you can prove she did something illegal, I think she walks on this. Here's the other aspect to this part of this story, the the backstory and all of this. The Clinton campaign knew they had the mainstream media in their pocket and the deep state. Yeah, they they put stories out there to yeah. reporters and the reporters, because 90% of them are all Democrats did not challenge this. If yeah. Trump's campaign had put something out about Hillary Clinton, right? The, the reporters is, would have been digging in there and questioning all this, right. but because it came from the Clinton campaign, they thought they had good red meat. They being the reporters and they were going to go with it. Yeah, listen, <clears throat> I don't blame Hillary Clinton so much as I blame the FBI. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, the FBI acted on behest of the Clinton campaign. Mm-hmm. And it appears that they did so eagerly. Yes. Because there were FBI agents or the agency who immediately recognized that this was bogus. Yes. And <clears throat> and uh, dismissed it. And then... Uh, it, it was, I guess, kicked upstairs. I'm talking about this allegation against Trump colluding with Russia. Right. And then was it James Comey mm-hmm. that said, "Let's go after him." Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then we all know that story. What happened there? Mm-hmm. And then they started spying on right. the uh, started spying on the Trump campaign. Uh, it, it was just. <clears throat> So that's to me. That's on the deep state and the, the FBI. Evidently, evidently, this is no secret. A lot of people in Washington D.C. in very in very powerful positions, they wanted to uh, thwart Donald Trump as president. They wanted to cut him off at the knees. So and early on, and they were Democrats. Mm-hmm. They may yeah. not have said we're Democrats, but they were evidently Democrats uh, at the White House. Excuse me, at the uh, Justice Department and the. FBI, who, who, as I say, were at the top levels. Remember, part of the resistance. That's, yes. That's what the, the yes. call was from, you know, and the, the Democrats. And, and the FBI, quite frankly, lost a lot of credibility in the eyes of millions of Americans when we learned mm-hmm. what was going on there. I, I, all I needed to know was the fact that, uh, was it James Comey? And remember he said Hillary Clinton, uh, he let her off on doing state department business from her uh, server at in her washing uh, her where her washing machine was 
uh, yeah. in her house or wherever, the basement, the bathroom, yeah. wherever that was. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And they said they, uh, she didn't mean anything by it. Right. <laughs> that was his answer. Yeah. For and 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 when they went to uh, interview her, Strzok didn't and put her under oath. Didn't even put her under oath. That that's all you needed to know about the deep state. That's knowing you've got the media watching your back. Yes, yes. if you're James. Exactly, yes. exactly. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA believes that all men and women, whether in private or public, should be free to exercise their faith without hindrance from the government. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. My father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello Americans, I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Loretta Lynn, the coal miner's daughter, says country music is dead. The country music legend mourned the passing of the musical genre during a podcast interview with Martina McBride. It's true that country music has been overrun by woke leftists. I wrote a chapter about the demise of country music in my book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. Country music, at its heart, is a uniquely American musical tradition rooted in heartbreak and hope, faith, and family. But in recent years, cultural progressives have invaded Music City. I write in my book about how the head of the Country Music Association Foundation hated Governor Mike Huckabee. The executive, who's a gay married man, said country music has no place for people like Huckabee, a kind-hearted, church-going lover of music. You know, it's sad to say, but Loretta Lynn is right. Country music is deader than a possum trying to cross a Mississippi highway. I'm Todd Starnes. As it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim with Ed and Fred, and we thank you for listening. Should you want to watch the show on the Internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and just type in Today's Issues. Type in Today's Issues. If you want to send us an email, it's comments at AFR.net. <clears throat> comments at AFR.net. Um, hey guys, let me ask you something. Uh, this is I wasn't in the show prep meeting this morning that we have all together had to attend a very important kindergarten graduation <laughs> ceremony. Yes. Congratulations, yes. Tim. Well, thank you. Uh, it's good to get that document yeah. out of the way, you know. Well, I just thought it was time to go back, you know, and, and get that done. Now I'm going to work on my high school diploma. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> good for you. Actually, the, sky, the sky's two, the limit. Two, two of my six-year-old grandchildren both got uh, went through the uh, kindergarten graduation this morning, so... I had to be there, uh, and I wanted to be there. Yeah. So therefore, I missed a meeting. Let me ask. Let me guys. Let me ask you fellows this. Um. Do you think that the Americans? All right. Now I'm not going to. I'm talking about the election, 2020. I'm not going to relive the debate about uh, fraud. I, I'm just going to take. Okay. We can talk about that, and I do believe there are a lot of shenanigans that went on. Right. I'm just going to deal with this as a uh, the results were that Biden won by a tiny margin, and thus he is elected president. Was elected president. Now, however, do you believe if the uh, people who voted for him had known in advance that the economy would go down the toilet? so quickly in so many respects do you think that he would have been they would have voted for him no no okay and here's the evidence okay now your hardcore democrats would have and that's probably about 30 percent of the public probably about 30 percent of the public would be uh hardcore republicans so you gotta there's that 40 percent in the middle that usually decide right so go ahead fred quinnipiac poll which came out late last week <clears throat> they looked at the uh, Biden's approval uh, among Hispanics in this country. Here's the headline. Biden's Hispanic approval ratings plummet to 26% in new poll. This is Quinnipiac, okay? Biden is less popular among Hispanics than any other demographic, including age and gender, the poll found. He's at 26%. Today, among Hispanics. Now, listen to this. The same Quinnipiac poll conducted last year put Hispanic support for Biden at 55%. So he has plummeted from 55% down to 26% on a demographic that the Democrats have depended That's on. That's stunning. Almost a 30-point drop. Yes. In one year. In one year. Wow. So, there's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't believe that's even possible. And Democrats, uh, excuse me, Hispanics traditionally vote Democrat, probably 70-30, 60-40, something like that. But mm -hmm. uh, that, that's that got to be very worrisome if you're a, a Democrat strategist or a Democrat politician because the Democrats typically have to cobble together, uh, you know, 
they plan on getting 70% of the Hispanic vote. Now, it depends on where in the country you live, how many Hispanics uh, there are. But they are the largest, they being Hispanics, the largest minority. Yes. Now in America, um, I think it's somewhere around 18% mm-hmm. of uh, American voting, voting electorate would be considered, would not considered, they are Hispanic, and then 13% black. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the rest of the people would be other, including whites. So... That if the if the Democrats can't count on heavy support from the Hispanic community, especially where they have a higher population uh, than other places, that that spells doom, quite frankly. Well, and I I think the Democratic Party has made a mistake in assuming in assuming that President Biden's open border policy on our southern border that the Hispanic vote would just love that. Yeah. yeah, you got a Hispanic last name. You're for you're for no borders, uh, and 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 millions of people who spell their names like you do just pouring into America. That's what yeah. they think, right? Yes, I I think I was relating this to you, Tim, late last week. Heard this story. It's out of out of the Dallas area. Hispanic people are very entrepreneurial. Yeah, they like to start their own companies. Hard working too. Hard working. So you have this uh, company run by Hispanics. In the Dallas area, they mow people's lawns. Yeah. Okay? So they've worked at this. They've established customers, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not sure what they charge per incident. Let's say it's 50 bucks. The story that this person told me was, here's what's happening. New illegals that have entered the country, they're going through the neighborhood where these Hispanic companies have these contracts. They're going through the neighborhood, and... They have the push mowers saying, I'll mow that lawn for 10 bucks." See, this is what people aren't calculating. Right. These are people, Hispanics, who have worked hard for years to develop these companies. They've hired many people to do this work. We're in the country legally. They, they may have been born here. But now you've got these, these million and a half or whatever it is, illegals that have come into the country, right. and they're coming behind, I'll do it for dirt right. cheap. Well, right. I, my, my, my wife and I yesterday went to, in the small town we live, went to the Mexican restaurant to, to eat. They've expanded mm-hmm. because they do great business, mm-hmm. uh, renovated, looks great. Well, how are they going to feel if illegals have a little food truck, Yeah, uh, you know, in, the, in, in a parking lot somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, you know, selling Mexican food for, for cheap? Yep. After they've invested all that money to build a business. This that, is this is economics 101. You've got to have a level playing field. And for a lot of entrepreneurial Hispanics, it's not a level playing field if you're dealing with illegals. So you, what you're saying politically, Fred, uh, it's it's uh, a mistake, a big mistake on the part of Democrats to think Hispanic people in America who are uh, citizens of yes. the USA mm-hmm. – uh, automatically believe that uh, there should be open borders because uh, because so people, as I said, with their la- with Hispanic last names can pour into the country and they they more you're saying they they're, they're assuming that people who are who are U.S. citizens who are Hispanic identify 
uh, favorite 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 open borders yes. just because they're Hispanic. Yeah, and, so, the, and the fact of the matter is, Hispanic is a pretty broad brush yes, yeah. to paint. I mean, you have people from Ecuador, from Guatemala. You have people from Hispanics from Cuba, mm-hmm. from Mexico. I mean, th- these are all different types of Hispanics. And you, if you have someone coming from Venezuela or Cuba, they might think a little bit differently about socialist policies than you have somebody from Mexico that has been maybe traditionally a little bit more towards the socialist leaning. And, you know, so we talk about economic reasons, you know, a threat to Hispanic businesses. But but Christian Post had a very interesting story last week also. Here's their headline. Latino voters rejecting anti-Christian, anti-religious liberty Democratic Party. Here's another reason. Yes. You have many Hispanics are very strong Roman Catholics. Yes. And evangelical. Very, and evangelical. Yeah. They're not buying into right. this uh, abortion. Uh, no. No. Gender no abortion. madness. No, they don't go for two men getting married either. No, and they're not going. <laughs> right. They're not going for the gender craziness. Right. They don't want their listen. The 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 Hispanic population in general, again, mm-hmm. very strong family, family centered. Yes. They don't want their daughter. These men don't want their daughters right. going into no. bathrooms and changing areas with with boys. No. Yes. No. No. Hispanic. Uh, people because of the well historically and traditionally but also the connection to the Catholic Church the teachings there are very conservative on social moral issues so right. and strong they're strong family uh, oriented and they, they're not confused about genders right? so <laughs> I'm right. just saying uh, so all these reasons we just mentioned has made the uh, support among them uh, Hispanics for Biden Plummet, yes. I mean, I'm. I I, I don't know that I ever heard of a, a statistic quite Not like in one that. year. The same poll, yes. Quinnipiac, the same poll. He went from what to what now? Fifty-five to 26 Yeah, percent. And, and and don't also don't discount. Let's throw this in the mix. Okay, they're paying for gas too when they drive, and they're and they're going yep. to the grocery yep. store to buy groceries just like everybody else. And hurting it, their business. And hurt, hurting their business. i tell you what, we could be seeing, uh, we could be, we'll, we'll wait and see, but because, uh, 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 you know, things sometimes can change uh, dramatically because of uh, certain events or whatever, but we could be seeing the uh, demise of the Democrat Party uh, uh, as we've known it. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But the, 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 the way that Biden, the Biden administration in particular, has gone so far over to the left that they can't eat, that they're losing Bill Maher right. and, and Elon Musk and others who traditionally voted Democrat. And there's that uh, and, and they've got this constant parade of, quote, progressive clowns. That that have come through in Washington to to head up the Biden administration, uh, which I, I don't know. I don't know if they can recover in the foreseeable future. I think they're about to lose the House of Representatives. Everybody says that they they may lose the Senate. Uh, the, the White House doesn't look good for the Democrats in twenty twenty four at all. So I don't know uh, what's going to happen because they. They, they, there's a, also a civil war, Ed and Fred, a civil war inside the Democrat Party between yes. 
the far, far, the far lefties who've taken over. The inmates have taken over the asylum, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah, I, I think to me that's the key point. In its current makeup, the Demo- this Democratic Party cannot survive. Okay, politically speaking, you cannot have a radical Democratic Party make political headway when your policies are as destructive as they're clearly as they clearly are right now. So what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to. The it, twenty twenty uh, this year's twenty twenty two midterm election twenty twenty four. If you have a back to back loss, right, right, then the Democrat establishment is going to have to kick out the radicals, and they're going to have to say we're going back to our old emphasis on you right. know the working families right, and right. the poor, and, and th- that's their only pathway back to being a political contender. You cannot. Our country is not ready for the right, radical nature right. of this Democratic Party. And I, I think we're seeing more proof, too, of the energy that's now behind the Republicans. Pennsylvania had their primaries last week. They were so far ahead of the turnout for the Democrats. Right. Well over a million people showing up to, to run these primaries. I think it was in Georgia. I saw some figures this morning. 2018, the in-person pre-election day voting was around 200,000, likewise in 2020. For this cycle, already the in-person voting, over 700,000 in Georgia. Because they have, a, they have primaries tomorrow. They right? have primaries tomorrow. They are the, the right, conservative. That's more than three times the number. They are energized. Yeah. They, everybody is now seeing the threat. I, I, it, gasoline. It's just one thing. Right. You know, everybody's hurting because of this. Every, you, they're looking at store <clears> shelves. <throat> what, what, who's happy about higher gas prices? Right. Listen, you think people aren't listening to the news, even if you don't have kids of your yeah. own? Yes. The baby formula? Oh, right. Catastrophe that right. is unfolding? Yeah. That's the, impacting millions of people. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine for a second? Joe Biden had to get military transport planes to go to Germany this weekend. To pick up seventy eight thousand, I think pounds. it was seventy eight thousand pounds of infant formula, and everybody knows. You mean produced by a German company? Produced by European companies. Okay, and that's a drop in the bucket compared to what's right. needed. Yes, and most people are looking. Okay, how did this happen? Right. Well, how did it happen? There was a whistleblower from Abbott. Is it Abbott? Abbott, I think, was Abbott in one Michigan, of the companies. which but, is one of the big companies. Yep. A whistleblower went to the government back in October and said there were some problems, not so much in the plant, but somewhere in the line there. There were a couple of kids uh, that got sick because of that, but the FDA didn't start to get involved with Abbott until February, and now they're scrambling to try to shut them down. Yeah, try to get Abbott back online again. They shut the plant down and then found out that that plant was not one of the ones that had the Problem. tainted yes. uh, exactly. formula. You're, you're they, kidding. No. No. This is, this and is they're what? still not back up you've because got, the FDA will not clear them. Yes. Here's, here, and you've, got, you've got moms and dads out there, you know, what they're, whatever their political affiliates, doesn't matter at this right. point. They've got little babies right. who have allergies right. that are depending on this. 
You've got right. families in California shipping formula to their little daughter who has just had a baby in New York. Right. You know, can, I, is, can I over-spiritualize here? I'm prone to do that. Go. Listen, I th- I, 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 this is a little bit perhaps overly optimistic that that's the tendency of my personality. I know a, a lot of people think, no, you, you don't come off as optimistic to me. Well, I think that what we are seeing is God tearing the, uh, the cover off this Marxist movement in this country so that everybody can see the mm-hmm. radical nature of it. And we are going to have a very difficult two or three years coming up, it looks like. But God is going to drive the point home that you don't side with Marxism Mm -hmm. in this country because the policies of this Marxist regime, and that's what I call it, the Democratic Party right now and the the occupant in the White House, uh, they are are being exposed for what they really are. And so for folks saying, well, why did why did God not let President Trump win in 2020? Well, maybe God had a bigger picture in mind than we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's tearing the cover off it, and we're all, everyone's seeing it. Yeah, Listen, I, I, we could give example after example, and we've done so over the last couple of years, uh, ever since Biden's been in, of his, the, the people he's chosen, I wouldn't say he's necessarily personally chosen, but uh, the, 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 these whacked out quote, secular progressive God haters, they're yeah. in control of personnel decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, the, who the name of the individual individuals are, but it's whoever right is in the white house uh, that right. works for Biden. Cause let's be honest. He doesn't know what's going on right. half the time. He can't, he can't. We, we all see him. He's, right. He struggles with a teleprompter. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So he can't. Uh, and also, that was the trade-off with the Bernie Sanders AOC crowd, uh, their supporters. If if you let Biden run, he's elected. We'll let you, your your policies and your people, uh, rule the de- rule right. the uh, White House in this administration. That's what's happened. So, uh, but I'll just give you one example. When you have a United States Supreme Court nominee. Uh, Judge Jackson, is she Justice Jackson yet? No. She hasn't been sworn in yet, she, right? She's not, and I think to the next when, term. When, when you have a, a woman who's uh, uh, going to be sitting on the Supreme Court, and she's asked by a senator in a hearing to find what a woman is, <laughs> and she says, I don't know, I'm not a biologist. Yep. That's the kind of thinking or lack thereof that is that dominates the the progressive the secular progressive world okay right she won't even tell you what a woman is she herself is a woman mm-hmm. and she says i'm not a biologist so i can't tell you what a woman is and she's going to sit on the supreme court right of the united states of america and for I'm, 40 years or for something 40 like years. that that that's that's how nuts these people are mm-hmm and, uh, you know, to me, as I said before, to not answer that question is like saying, uh, well, ma'am, do you know what a tornado is? And her answering, well, I'm not a meteorologist, so I really right. can't really can't say. And, and she's being touted and probably has 
uh, has loudly proclaimed that she's the first black woman to be nominated to the Supreme Court. But right. what does that mean, ma'am? But what? you won't even t- black woman. You just said black. You're, I'm you're, the you're first not a black. biologist. So, right. So you just said what a woman was. And we which, all know the game that's being played here. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So uh, the, the insanity of the left is, as you say, I think of the, the, the curtain is being pulled back for the whole world to see. Now, whether yeah. America chooses to say, hey, I'm with them. Let's right. go. That's Thelma and Louise here. Yes. Okay. Uh, or if America says, uh, you know what, that's too far. We need to put the brakes on this right. nuttiness and, uh, and get back to some kind of sanity, physical and otherwise. Their, their big mistake, uh, I think, well, I'm Who's not talking about the Who, Democrats, okay. their big mistake was they should not have moved to trash the economy until they had gotten all that other stuff done. And I'm talking True. about the gender madness all this, all this other sexual radical stuff. Right. They should have gotten all that yeah, in too first. fast. Yes, they went too but fast because they are bringing the taking the economy down with them. All they're going to lose all that other stuff too, because yeah. everyone's going to tie boys Americans in the are, girls' bathroom. Yeah, they're going to yeah. tie that to what's happening uh, to the uh, Americans economy. Americans aren't, aren't. They're not going to go with the Democrats and sign up for Venezuela. No. Uh, huh. No. no. So, so it's just not going to happen. Americans yeah. like their money. <laughs> well, you know what? Like having food on in, in, at the and grocery they might, store. They like their houses and their cars yeah. and like to be able to have some freedom. Well, hey, they also love their kids. Yeah. I, I had a discussion with somebody in our Sunday school class yesterday. I, I really do believe what we saw in Virginia last year is going to re- be repeated across the country. I agree with you, Fred. And this woke stuff and this crt stuff and this lgbt qrst wb xyz one two four five nine yep is that junior samples number i just gave right there <laughs> i don't that's I br5 don't br549 i think was junior samples number anyway you know what i'm talking <laughs> yeah. about people just your average person out there is about sick of hearing of all this mm-hmm. uh, uh and, and 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 we're getting away from what it made america to borrow from Tre- president trump great uh, and, and, and they're going too far, too fast, as, as you say, Ed, uh, yeah. and it, it's hurting them. Let me ask you this. There was another story that happened late last week that I wanted to talk about. And that is this, <clears throat> the archbishop of San Francisco, the Catholic archbishop of San Francisco told Nancy Pelosi, who is a parishioner in that, um, area. You're not going to take uh, communion, or the sacrament, uh, in the in a Catholic church until you renounce your support for a boy. Is that what she? Is that what he said? Fred? This is an extremely serious situation. Go ahead. Yeah, I this may is, have. That's the San Francisco Archbishop Salvador uh, Cordeloni, I believe it is. Right. Uh, Cordelion. Cordelion. Fred gives it to the Italian. Yes, yeah. like uh, I speak Italian, but yeah. <laughs> I gave him my best shot. Let's go. Announced on Friday that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is barred from receiving Holy Communion due to her pro-abortion stance. Uh, he wrote to the California Democrat informing her that she should not present herself for Holy Communion at Mass and that priests will not distribute communion to her if she does present herself. 
And uh, so this is this is all about. Now they say it's not about the the pending court decision from the United States Supreme Court. However, in other writings, it's basically that Nancy Pelosi has so enhanced her support for abortion since the so-called leak came out that I think the the archbishop has no choice. He hasn't changed his stance, but now he's got to get to this point that, you know, Nancy Pelosi is saying, unbarred, nine months pregnant, abortion's fine. Doesn't matter to me. So I, I think she pushed the, the, the Catholic leadership against the wall on this, and they've just come out and announced, you're not welcome in our church anymore well, to take communion. Would not the next step be to excommunicate her? That I don't know. Well, I mean, that's that's this is getting very close. She, I'm, he's I'm telling not. her, he's telling her, don't come in. The, one of our churches expecting to receive communion. You yourself a Catholic until you renounce this advocacy. I think it's what he called it for abortion, which is a mortal sin in the teaching of the church. I I I don't. I'm I'm not not Catholic. Been around Catholicism. Went to an all boys Catholic high school. But I, I I'm just going to say this. This is an outsider's opinion, and our true Catholic listeners w- will know the answer to this is what I'm saying. But if you're not allowed to take communion, so, you know, we would say it the way we would say it. I think it's just about like being excommunicated. Yes. Okay. I, I, don't, I, think, I think you're already in mortal spiritual danger if you're not allowed to take communion at Mass. So I don't know if there has to be a formal excommunication. You're already in a very spiritually dangerous state, I think. So, if you're uh, well, Catholic, it, yeah. chime in. The, uh, you know, uh, this is a, but this is a extremely serious. I, I don't know that uh, Nancy Pelosi has responded publicly to this. Um, and and my my thing is is, is Biden next. I guess it depends on who the archbishop is. Yeah. It shouldn't, quite frankly, because the teaching of the church, the Catholic Church, uh, is universal and comes yes. from on at the top levels of the uh, of the church. And there are other Catholics uh, in the Democratic Party yeah. who are supporting abortion, yeah. too. Yeah. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.